I'm not 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
J.M. and the A.M. There you go. That's music from the uh, group led by Yoni Eliav. whole bunch of great people in there, including Maishi Tischler and company with the Funk Medley 2022. Tal Vakden had Boker. You heard Shifty done by Danny Palgon. Shmuley Unger had <coughs> Ditzach, words from the Haggadah. Uh, Faro or Paro or Faro in pajamas done by Schlepping Nachas. Uh, you heard Mona Rosenblum's Manishtana, Lipa's Manishtana, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning, JM and the AM for a Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Today's a big day as we uh, present our Pesach Products program, which is an annual get-together that has been a tradition now since, I believe, 1984. I think we started this tradition in 1984. And we are expecting our full panel via Zoom and we are expecting a um, a whole host of questions from all of you. We already have gotten a, a whole list of stuff that we're going to go through. Um, best way to get us questions is to put the Pesach question in the subject line and send it to Nachum at NachumSiegel.com. Nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NachumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. It's probably the best way to get us a... Um, to get us a Pesach question at this time. We're also going to be utilizing the app. Uh, you can go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away and include in the comments a question regarding uh, Pesach. <laughs> Listener Yaichi tells us that he's tuned in at 32,000 feet in the air on United. Thanks so much. Thank you, Yaichi. I hope you've enjoyed the music so far. And I believe Jay Booksbaum of um, Royal Wine Kedem is going to be joining us at some point tomorrow, most likely in the 8 o'clock hour. So we'll get his uh, last-minute tips in terms of what you should be looking for when you head to your stores. A lot of new releases out there. and We will uh, speak with Jay Bezrat Hashem tomorrow here on this broadcast. Um. So we already have a, a wonderful array of questions for our panel, which we'll get to about an hour from now. The OU presents our our OU uh, Pesach Products program. If you haven't seen the uh, OU Koshala Pesach magazine yet, the Guide to Passover 2022, it is available online. And... Um, We'll explain all that, how you can access it and the types of things that it tells you and the articles that it has in it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll do all that coming up here at uh, JM in the AM. We're broadcasting. I don't know if we sound any different today or not. This is the first day that we're broadcasting from a, uh, I still am going to call it a makeshift studio. Some of the people that I work with have insisted that we call this a simply a studio. But at the moment, I think we're going to still call, call it a makeshift studio. Uh, in New Jersey, um, there is a need, as many of you know, <laughs> it's not always possible to do an effective radio broadcast uh, in one's own home, which is where our, which is where the, Second, I guess we'd call it, makeshift studio of this whole episode uh, was built. 
So we are here in New Jersey in, an, in another makeshift studio of the Nahum Siegel Network. Whether this will be permanent, whether this will end up being a permanent studio or not, we don't know. But right now, it's certainly serving our purposes, and I hope, and I would assume, because we would have been told otherwise already, uh, that um, we sound as good as we have over the last week or so, and that the music's coming through as well as it has over the last week or so, and um, and that's really all that we're interested in. We're, we want to make sure that we're able to continue to present a great radio broadcast, no matter where we're from, or no matter where it may emanate from. And no matter what um, the situation might be. So that's the story right now. Pesach program or the Pesach products program brought to you by the OU. The Orthodox Union is coming up. It is a special Tuesday broadcast as we get closer and closer to Friday night. Lail HaSeder. I do want to remind everybody that we are in the midst of our Nissan Chesed campaign. We're trying very hard to convince everybody out there to hop aboard and do uh, something nice, a beautiful gesture for someone or some family out there in our community between now and uh, Seder night. And um, it could be anything. It could be anything at any cost, of any type. We've discussed and described many of the different uh, suggestions already. Don't forget ncsygreatadventure.com to donate tickets for underprivileged children who wouldn't be able to go to Six Flags without your help. Again, that's ncsygreatadventure.com. And... um, for those who've, who who are ready to take us up on the recommendation, for those who are who are inclined to um, to join the effort to feed families tomorrow night and Thursday night, now is the time to make those arrangements with your local restaurants, your local pizza establishments. Uh, a lot of large families would benefit and have a lot of pressure eased. From them, if uh, in fact dinner was taken care of tomorrow and or Thursday, so it's something to consider. And if you are considering it, then please get that into motion. It would be um, it would be wonderful. It would be wonderful. So, uh, Doctor Moshe says we're coming in loud and clear, even for New Jersey. I appreciate that. It's amazing. Thank God, Baruch Hashem, that we're able to rebound in this way. And I thank you. And yes, Yaichi says. You're as clear as ever, and that is a wonderful thing to hear. As I said, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Aryeh Kunzler is next. You're listening to a Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Winter is gone. Spring is coming round. I feel different this time of year. It seems that the
Brand new Tali Yes with Lechai Olamim and uh, Mordechai Shapiro before that brand new with Achas. You heard Vihisha Amda, that's Menachem Kobe. Itzik Dadya had Lirot et Tatov. And Aryeh Kunstler opened up that set with Passing Over here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. 
Around the world, the web, and AchimSegal.com, and the Segal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Got lights on in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. If you have a question for our panel later on, as we do the OU presentation of the uh, Pesach Products Program, uh, you could uh, send it to us by email, NachumAndNachumSegal.com. Again, NachumAndNachumSegal.com. Or you can uh, post it on the app. I wouldn't post it on the app yet. Wait till we actually start that portion of the show. Uh, but you can go to the NSN, Nachum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away and let us know what your question is for the panel. We'll try to get to as much discussion about the upcoming holiday as possible. Lots of things to review, of course. And um, I remind you about the uh, Nissan Chesed campaign. We're asking people to do nice things for others, nice gestures before Friday or on Friday. Oh, Avshalom Kor was just mentioned. Wow. Um, didn't realize he has a show. Maybe he's a guest. Probably analyzing the Hebrew language before the holiday of Pesach. Um, so it, we're, we've been asking everybody to do things um, of significance, uh, big or small, but of significance for others. Singles, families, anybody. A gesture before Pesach. When they thank you, just recommend that they do the same thing. It's called trying to establish a chain reaction of chesed, and so far so good. Please, please continue by participating in our Nissan chesed campaign. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday is next. Boker Tov from JMNM. Galitzal, Yerushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Baulpan, Rani Avnai, Ima Shekore Achshav. הסערה סביב דרב של יושב ראש הרשימה המשותפת איימן עודה נגד השוטרים המוסלמים. מפכ"ל המשטרה יעקב שבתאי מגיב על הדברים ואומר המשטרה תהיה כחומה בצורה מול כל מי שיבקש לפגוע בשוטרים הערבים. אני כמפכ"ל ואנו כמשטרה לא נוהגים להגיב לאמרות של אנשי ציבור אבל אני לא אתן שיכפישו את השוטרים הערבים אכן הוא לנשק. המשטרה בראשותי תהיה חומה צורה מול כל מי שיבקש לפגוע או לערער את זהותם הישראלית ואת החובה שלקחו על עצמם באומץ לב. משרד המשפטים קבע כי ניתן לחבר לחשמל מבנים בהתיישבות הצעירה ביהודה ושומרון. הנושא יעבור לעבודת מטה במשרד הביטחון. כמו כן המהלך דורש חקיקה ראשית של הכנסת. שר המשפטים גדעון סער בירך על חוות הדעת ואמר מדובר במהלך חשוב ואני מקווה שהוא יושלם בתוך פרק זמן סביר. גם יושב ראש ועדת החוץ והביטחון חבר הכנסת רם בן ברק הביע תמיכה במהלך. הוא שוחח עם יעל דן בגלי צה"ל. אנחנו לא יכולים לתת לאנשים בפזורה הבדואית להיות בפחון בחום של 40 מעלות שיש שם ילדים קטנים. אותו דבר, אנחנו לא יכולים לתת לילדים ביהודה ושומרון שנמצאים באחדות לא חוקית, שלא מפנים אותה, להיות בלי חשמל. נראה לי לא נכון. חשמל הוא לא הטריגר. המדינה צריכה לפנות את כל מה שהוא לא חוקי. בית המשפט המחוזי בתל אביב דחה את מועד הצגת הסדר הטיעון של חברת יורוקום במסגרת תיק 4000 ופרשת בזק. השופטת מיכל אגמון גונן עמדה בדיון שנערך היום על הקושי בהרשעת חברת יורוקום כאשר בעל השליטה בחברה לשעבר שאול אלוביץ' טוען לחפותו. הסדר הטיעון יוצג לבית המשפט בעוד יותר משנה. משרד החינוך יקצה 70 מיליוני שקלים לצמצום הפערים הלימודיים. 
מדווחת כתבתנו לענייני חינוך איילת ברון. במסגרת התוכנית שמתווספת לכחצי מיליון שקלים שכבר הושקעו בצמצום הפערים הרגשיים והחברתיים, יינתנו תגבורים בבתי הספר במקצועות הליבה ובגנים בלימודי השפה. התוכנית תתמקד בשנות המעבר, העלייה לכיתה א' ותלמידי א' ו' וט'. בית המשפט המחוזי בתל אביב גזר 16 שנות מאסר בפועל על תושב הרצליה בשנות ה-40 לחייו לאחר שהורשע באונס קטינה, מדווחת כתבתנו בתל אביב, אנה פינס. אלונה שטמקר שהורשע על פי הודעתו באונס נערה בת 15, ירצה 16 שנות מאסר וישלם 100 אלף שקל פיצויים. הנערה ובן משפחתה עבדו אצל השטמקר וניקו את ביתו. במהלך עבודתם הוא נהג לספק להם משקאות חריפים ולהראות להם תכנים פורנוגרפיים עד שהחל לבצע בנערה מעשים מגונים ומעשי אינוס תוך הפעלת כוח גופני רב. עורכי דינו מטעם הסנגוריה הציבורית מסרו כי יערערו על חומרת העונש לבית המשפט העליון. מזג האוויר, טמפרטורות נמוכות מהרגיל העונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Growing up, I watched my mama doing laundry in the sink, and my brother's clothes and mine were kind of tattered. But we had love and we had faith, and there was laughter in our home. So I guess we had the only things that mattered. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Be it smooth, be it rough, you just can't say it enough. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Nothing much has changed as the days and years flew by. If it wasn't sad, you'd say it's kind of funny. <laughs> Though I surely can't proclaim that I've tried my very best. Just like my folks, I'm not too good at making money. But Hashem knows what He's doing. It's His world after all. Why waste time in useless second-guessing? All the trials and tribulations are but means to help us grow. So instead of counting money, count your blessings. There was a time not long ago I'm not too proud to say When I resented the good fortune of my friends How I wish I could take back The envy and the pain As it brought me less than nothing in the end But I've cast aside that burden I'm happy and I'm free Growing up taught me a thing or two Now I go around with my guitar And sing for all to hear The grass is mighty green on my side too Boy, 
J.M. in the A.M. by Elam Hashem done by Nachas here on a, a Tuesday morning broadcast. Uh, before that, you heard the Journeys from Volume 5 with Baruch Hashem. It's Geschmack to be a Yid. That was Ari Goldwag opening up the hour here at J.M. in the A.M. If you have a products, uh, if you have a Pesach question for our panel, which is coming up a little bit uh, later this hour, uh, you can either... Um, uh, post your question on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Or you can send us an email, Nahum at NahumSegal.com. Again, Nahum at NahumSegal.com. I want to thank listener Chaya, who's welcomed us to New Jersey. I mentioned that it's a, uh, <laughs> I mentioned that it's a new location for us as we continue to experience the makeshift studio model. Today we are actually in the state of New Jersey. Uh, listener Miriam's in Israel. She says, I'm an Israel Efrod, and you're coming in loud and clear. No different than any prior broadcast. Thank you for that. Schwiger says, definitely loud and clear in Staten Island. Thank you. Uh, Moshe says, Nachum, you sound great. Normal Yashikach. Terry says, loud and clear in our Efrat Pesach kitchen. Happy cooking to all. That says it all. 
lots of uh, lots of stuff going on this week before you if there is so much happening so much uh, so many preparations going on and uh, we know we'll get there we know that uh, no matter what when those candles are lit friday night we all will have uh, completed what needs to be completed but boy when you're sitting here Tuesday morning, it's hard to believe that sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sure it'll all come together, that's for sure. Uh, Pesach panel, as we said, is upcoming. Uh, your questions, Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. The NSN app. Also, a, um, a reminder about our Nissan Chesed campaign. We're trying to create an avalanche, an absolute avalanche of uh, Chesed. So far, I think we've been pretty effective at it. Uh, those of you who are planning on doing things for people tomorrow night and Thursday night so that uh, you can help them feed their family during a couple of difficult nights to take care of dinner, uh, as we've described for the last couple of weeks, then please do so. Please get into that today. So all the final arrangements for dinner Wednesday night and Thursday night are made for whichever large families you're going to be helping. And um, so that's number one. And number two, uh, don't forget that in addition to so many different ideas that we've discussed, ncsygreatadventure.com is the website where you can purchase tickets for Six Flags for Cholamoid. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Cholamoid, Tuesday being the day that Ellie Marcus and Simcha Liner are live in concert. The only thing we're asking is that um, you consider, and hopefully you'll come through with purchasing tickets and donating them to NCSY for underprivileged teens so that those who can't afford it can go to Six Flags. Uh, it would be um, ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. Just hit the Donate Tickets link at the top of the page. Donate Tickets is what it says at the top of the page. It would be amazing if you can go ahead and do that. All right, so keep that in mind. And uh, it's all part of our Nissan Chesed campaign as we try to encourage more and more people to get involved in doing wonderful things, wonderful gestures before the holiday. More coming up at JM in the AM.
Mordechai Ben David, of course, uh, Lanetzach Forever, song that came out during uh, Purim time here at uh, JM in the AM. I um, We're going to introduce our panel and get to our OU Pesach products program coming up here at JM in the AM. Try to get to as many questions as possible. Feel free to email us, nachum at nachumsegal.com, nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at nachumsegal, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. Feel free to uh, comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um, meanwhile, I want to remind everybody about our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens, a great Erev Pesach shopping experience. After all, it is, after all, <laughs> almost Erev Pesach. Uh, go to CasinoFarms.com for information on the web. Aaron's Casino Farms and Casino Boulevard with everything imaginable when it comes to Koshala Pesach items. Uh, their meat department, their mechis, takeout, deli department, it's all ready for you. And they make it as pleasant and easy a shopping experience as possible, which is not easy to do before the holiday of Pesach. Aaron's Casino Farms will take good care of you. Check it out. Go to CasinoFarms.com. And, of course, Aaron's Casino Farms and Casino Boulevard in Queens, New York. Special shout-out to our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman. 
no doubt they will be uh, taking care of a lot of lunches and dinners during Yontif and Cholomoid for our community. So a special thank you to Seth Levin and everybody at A&H. Go to, uh, go to uh, kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code RADIO. And, of course, when you get to your supermarket, check out the entire A&H display. You will be impressed, to say the least. A&H, proud sponsor of the Nahum Siegel Network. And a big shout-out to our friends at Artscroll, where if you go to artscroll.com, there's a rule that you need to be familiar with, and that is you go to artscroll.com, always use promo code RADIO. Always use promo code RADIO at artscroll.com. Simple as that. Um, whatever it is you're looking for, final days to get your pre-Pesach uh, products, whether it's the Uncle Maishi CD and brand-new book for Pesach, whether it's uh, all the brand-new Haggadahs, all the uh, Pesach books that are now available, or just uh, books in general that you'd like to have over Yuntif and over Cholomoy. Go to artscroll.com, and again, you know the rule, always use promo code radio. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Simple as that. Uh, our panel is coming up. Uh, OU presents the, per, uh, per, the Pesach products program. We'll get, again, as we always say, we'll get to as many as we can, as many of your questions, as many of the uh, issues as we possibly can um, are coming up here at JM in the AM. Um, just give me a second here. Trying to trying to manage everything <laughs> at the same time from our makeshift studio. Uh, we're in a new studio today. This is the first day that we are in a studio in New Jersey that will uh, hopefully serve us well over the next few weeks. Um, and we'll we'll see exactly how that's going to work and figure it all out. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Meseches Pesachim that the reason we dip the maror into the charosis is to be mevatel, to nullify the sharpness of the maror, because it could possibly harm someone. The charoses can nullify the sharpness. The leket Yosher asks, why the chachomim weren't misakin to do this all year round for the maror? Why did they only say that we should do it on Pesach? The Truma Sadeshan answers, the truth is, it is only a sakana rechoka, it's a far chance that maror, could really harm a person. Because of that, they did not institute it for the entire year. But on the night of Pesach, when eating maror is a mitzvah, the Chachamim were afraid of even a chashash rochok, even if the danger was far in the distance, because if it would happen and a person would eat and be harmed, everyone would say, it's because of the mitzvah, and then there would be a huge chilol Hashem. For that reason, the Chachamim instituted that maror should be dipped into the charoses. This teaches us how careful a person has to be to avoid the chilol Hashem, to run far away from any matzav where people who are not zochet to be shomrei mitzvahs could say, look what happens when you do a mitzvah. Rav Yafin, his brother, joined a group of partisans during the years of the Holocaust. They were afraid that the Nazi murderers would kill them in cold blood. The partisans usually had a lookout 
who would be stationed in a very high place to make sure that the Nazis weren't close by. One day, the person who was posted called out that a large group of Nazis was approaching the area of the forest where they were hiding. They all ran to the other side of the forest. When Rav Yafi and his brother reached the new hiding place, they realized that in all the confusion, they had left behind the pair of tefillin in its hiding place. They were in a dilemma what to do. On one hand, it was logical to presume that the Nazis had already reached their original hiding place. And if they tried to return, it was pikuach nefesh mamash. On the other hand, since they were the only Jews in this group, they would have no other opportunity to put on tefillin. They had no idea how long they would remain in hiding with the partisans. They had no idea when would be the next time that they could put on tefillin. They decided to return and retrieve their tefillin. Before they did so, they looked up to Shemayim and they said, Ribbono Shalom Hashem, Anachnu hochim limsoyasatzmenu. We are now going to self-sacrifice Laman kiyu mitzvosecho for the sake of your mitzvos. Ein lanu kol machtar acheres ba'alichazu shanachnu mischonanim lasoys. We have no ulterior motive for what we're going to do. Ana, we beg of you, shmor aleinu, watch over us that no harm should come to us. When the rest of the group heard what they were planning to do, they argued with them. They warned them not to attempt such a crazy thing, but the brothers didn't listen. As they ran back towards their original hiding place, the words of Tilim did not leave their lips. With tremendous siyata dishmaya, they reached the hiding place and they found the Tvilin exactly where they had left them. They must have been invisible to the Nazi soldiers. The brothers grabbed the Tvilin and began to make their way back to the partisan group. However, when they reached the place, they found that all the partisans were killed. While they had been gone, the Nazis found their hiding place and wiped out the entire group. It was not in spite of the mitzvah that was done, but because of it, a mitzvah yikara, a precious mitzvah that is mashpia bracha, that sends blessing to the entire world. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, Bringing you morning chizik. JM and the AM, thanks to my Goldwasser, of course. Thanks all of you for tuning in. And now we get to one of the most exciting parts of the year. <laughs> as uh, strange as this is, because uh, I am I am actually in a in a new studio today, um, one that we are hopefully going to be using uh, in New Jersey for a little while, and. Uh, Hopefully, my inexperience here is not going to in any way interfere with the incredible high quality of our OU presentation of the Pesach Products Program. We have a full panel, as you can imagine. Let's see if, in fact, they're with us. That's one of the challenges of being in this studio. I have to confirm everyone is there. Uh, Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld has been um, actually substituting for Rabbi Mordechai Grumberg for many, many years in this slot. In fact, if, if it wasn't for the makeshift studio, I would have made an attempt to ask Rabbi Grumberg to call in and join us for a few minutes, which I think he has done in the past. Rabbi Schoenfeld, of course, uh, leads this entire panel for many, many years from the OU. Rabbi Schoenfeld, are you there? Oh, wait a second. Why am I having trouble? 
I think Rabbi Schoenfeld is, yeah, you're muted, Rabbi. I need everybody to unmute. Sorry about that. I was muted. I was trying to be a good boy and not cause any interference. Oh, that's that's nice of you. uh, I'm here. Rabbi Schoenfeld is here, and and I noticed that you and the Rebbinson are going to be honored by the young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. So, Mazaltov on that. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good, you, can look, you can look at it as a honor, which it is, a birthday party, which maybe it is because my, my birthday will be the following week, uh, or it's, it's a goodbye party. As you know, I'll be retiring, and uh, after Schoenfeld's being involved, you're going to go to Garden Hills for 70 years. Wow. So it really puts an end to the Schoenfeld era. Very, very bittersweet, but... Uh, Thank you for noting that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's bittersweet, but on, on the sweet side, it's amazing what you and your family uh, have done in that community. Uh, th- that community, as you know, Kew Gardens Hills, is one of the strongest Jewish communities, I think we could say, in the entire country. And that's obviously a tribute yeah. uh, to your family. Um, Rabbi Ellie Gersten, I believe, is with us. Rabbi Gersten, are you there? Yes. yes, good morning. Yes, I'm here with you. Nice to speak with you. Rabbi Gersten, I believe, is still the... Uh, uh, the person responsible for um, keeping track of OU policy and uh, PSOC uh, when it comes to the Kashrus division. Am I right, Rabbi Gersten? Yes, yes, that's correct. So thank you for joining us. And I hope we have the uh, Birnbaums with us, Larry and Ronnie from J Drugs on Avenue J in Brooklyn, New York, who always join us to answer questions regarding medications, etc. Larry and Ronnie, are you there? We don't have them there? All right. Larry, Ronnie. All right. I thought they were with us, but I guess they are not. Well, Nahum, who is that phone that's that's present? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, I don't want to bore. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I'm, on, I'm on the phone. Oh, you're on, two, I, you're on two different things. Oh, boy. All right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask yeah. Avrami. Maybe Avrami can uh, can uh, follow up with them and see if we can get them to um, to call in. <laughs> Rabbi Rabbi Grunberg is actually out there. Rabbi Grunberg, I wish I wish in all seriousness that I I easily could could arrange for you to join us, and I apologize that I can't at the moment. Um, but. Uh, but we thank you because you began this tradition with us a long, long time ago. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out a way. All right, Avrami, if you could follow up on that and see if we can get the the Birnbaums with us, that would be a tremendous help, of course, on a lot of these uh, questions, although both Rabbi Schoenfeld and Rabbi Gersten can certainly address them. Uh, the OU Guide to Passover is available. It's a supplement of the Jewish Action uh, magazine. There are many, many issues that are covered here and a whole bo- bunch of articles and, of course, uh, those of you who want to know exactly what to do regarding the um, uh, the Pesach products as you shop this week, uh, the guide is a tremendous way uh, to get prepared for the holiday. Um, so Rabbi Schoenfeld and Rabbi Gersten, I will tell you that this year I have been uh, I have been uh, inundated with questions that I've never been I've never seen before. Sometimes we will not criticize, but sometimes we'll point out how so many of the questions each year are similar to prior years it's amazing to me how many different ones we have this year because it's 20 because it's 2022 and i'll explain what i mean uh coming up on that 
here at JM in the AM. I do want to remind our listeners that we have a couple of methods where you can join us. Uh, one is by uh, posting on the app. You can go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and literally put your Pesach products question on the app. We will do our best to navigate that and to keep track of it because um, a lot of times the app is utilized for uh, uh, many, many questions. And, of course, you could utilize uh, Nahum at com. That is our email address, Nahum at com, And you can... Um, Join us in that way by emailing us your question, and we'll pass that along to our panel. I do want to note that the, um, you know what, I, I apologize. I just, I'm just i just thinking here of different ideas and different, oh, okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Avrami. He's on top of it, as you would suspect. Um, I do want to note that, um, uh, so the email address is fine, com. You could utilize that and join us in that way with the Pesach questions. Um, so let's start with this. Oh, I do want to note, that's what I wanted to say. I do want to note that uh, Six Flags is, uh, is an NCSY OU project every single year from New Jersey NCSY. And we want to remind everybody that there's a very effective way to join our Nissan Chesed campaign. And that's by purchasing tickets for those who are underprivileged, those teens that normally would not be able to spend a Cholomoy day with family and friends down at Six Flags, uh, we ask that uh, you go to the uh, ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com, click on the Donate Tickets tab at the top of the page and be as generous as possible. We don't want teens to have any downtime during Cholomoy, just the opposite. We want them to have activities and be busy, uh, preferably with the uh, things happening in our community, and uh, you have an opportunity to do that on um, uh, right now by going to the website and clicking on donate tickets. All right, listener Martin wants to know about Starbucks premium instant coffee. And I say that this is unique for 2022 because we haven't gotten too many Starbucks instant questions over the years. Or by Gersten or by Schoenfeld, what could you tell us about the Starbucks premium instant? As, as I do believe, Rabbi Gersten, uh, you know, maybe, maybe just check this out. Or you know it as we're talking, but I do believe Starbucks instant coffee is mentioned in the Passover directory as um, as being uh, acceptable even without any special OUP. Um, I, I, uh, I believe yeah, I'm, so. I'm looking here now in the, in the booklet, the only um, instant coffees that they list over here are the, uh, are the Folgers, the Nescafe, and the Via. So I guess Via is a Starbucks, I think it's Starbucks Via, so the regular via is acceptable for Pesach. Okay, and that would be that. So that would be the only one under the Starbucks label, right? That's the only instant one. Yeah, the only instant one. Uh, so the same person asked if you can make that coffee on Shabbos. If you'd be able to use it on the first day of Yom Tov, what would be the decision on that? Yeah, that's actually a very good question because the um, the Via Coffee, as people know, um, is not only instant, but it includes in it something called micro-grounds, which are um, not instant coffee, meaning it's a mixture of instant and just roasted gra- uh, uh, coffee, um, which they micro-grind so that it dissolves in the cup. You get a flavor of both a fresh brewed and an instant at the same time. Um, and so since some of the grinds in there are not, are not previously brewed, it is actually the question whether you're allowed to make it on Chavez. Um, 
many are, are, are uh, many allow it to be made in a, what we call a klishlishi. Right. If it's already, you know, you already transfer the water from the urn to a cup and then to a second cup, that's already called a klishlishi. So then um, and many are, are allowed that to be done in that way. That would be the same way one would prepare tea on Shabbos, just to uh, give an example. Uh, listener Chaim had points out something that, again, I think is unique to these days. Uh, apparently, the OU is now certifying kosher pea kidney oat, meaning that there are certain products that you'll point out are, in fact, kosher Pesach, but only for those who eat kidney oats, those who eat rice and other items like that on Pesach. Now, he says that his complaint is that he wants more of those kind of products. He thinks that that list should be as long as the general list of kosher products. Address those two issues, rabbis. Number one, is the OU, in fact, pointing out uh, kidney oat items that are kosher of Pesach for that crowd? Uh, and is it possible that list is going to grow and grow? I'm going to leave that uh, the, the, uh, the, the first half of that question to, to Rabbi Gerson, what the OU is allowing with kidney oats or not. But as far as having more, it's, it's all consumer-driven. It's all consumer-driven. So if there's more of a consumer demand for, for kidney oats, it'll happen. Um, that, you know, that's, that's the key. I'm sure the OU will be very glad to add as many products as possible to the list. Um, but, you know, you've got to see that the, well, the market has to demand it. If the market demands it, the OU, the OU will, will work with it. But as far as policy, I'll shift that over to, uh, to Rabbi Gersten. And Rabbi Gersten, would you know when this started? Would you know when the first year was that there was uh, an actual... Um, this has been, yeah, this has actually been going on a while. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say more than 10 years even, the OU has been certifying OU kidney oats. Um, however, it's, was, it started out very small. Now we have about uh, about two dozen products on the list. It's, it's actually, the, uh, the OU has a list of the products that they certify uh, as OU kidney oats on page 102 in the OU guide. And, um, you know, there's, there's hummus, there's um, uh, uh, different spreads, all, all different types of items. There's even a, a, a gluten-free uh, vodka that's uh, kidney oats. Um, and, um, yeah, like Rabbi Schoenfeld said, you know, um, these things are, are, are market-driven. Um, you know, you know in, in a way, the, the, you know, the best thing, of course, is to have um, these products certified Karshla Pesach. And um, oftentimes the way that it ends up happening is that, um, you know, uh, people want to know, is this product okay? Is this product okay? And, um, you know, if it's not it's not certified, but, you know, then you have all these different VODs coming out and say, yeah, this is okay, that's okay. Then the products never end up getting certified because people are always saying it's fine without any certification. Right. Yeah, you can buy this, you know. And then, and then you know, the market isn't going to demand it, and it's not going to happen. You're not going to end up with Kushal Pesach uh, products. So it gets complicated as time goes by, huh? Yeah, a lot of people who are involved in the kosher industry and uh, the consumer needs to know uh, what is in fact reliable out there, especially when it comes to Pesach. I think Larry Birnbaum has joined us from J Drugs. Larry, good morning to you. Morning, good morning. Um, I was in the middle of my daf yomi, and my wife said, "What's happened with Nachum?" And I said, "Nachum." So I stopped that phone call, and uh, 
picked you right up. All right, we'll have to get a sock from the rabbis if that, in fact, is uh, is is a good practice to interrupt Afiomi to join the Pesach products program. For now, I will think and I will assume that, in fact, it is. Uh, listen to this one, rabbis. Um, again, talking about 2022, listener Ephraim asks that he unfortunately, and he puts it this way, unfortunately is someone who vapes. And vaping is now something that's unfortunately commonplace. And apparently there's flavorings added to the vaporization of the inhaled nicotine. And he wanted to know if, in fact, there's a Kushala Pesach situation with those flavorings. Uh, uh, I, just will, I just want to say this. That has been a question. Um, I would say it's a few hundred year old question because I used to smoke tabak. Um, maybe that's that was the old that was what they call that the, the, the hookah. Right. Uh, they used to smoke t- tobacco, t- tobacco in various different ways, and then there were uh, certain flavors added to it. Uh, and so that always came up as a question. Like I say, more than hundred years ago, menthol cigarettes used to used to pose the same question. So uh, and you know it was dealt with over the years. I don't know, you know, except for people who are very just very machmir on the uh, on pace of matters, which is which is uh, you know recommendable, but uh, I I don't know that anyone who actually came out with a sock that that this and this flavor is usser. It was good for a tumble while it lasted, but I I just don't know if anybody came out with any serious sock that these flavors for flavorings uh, pose a real threat. But uh, Rabbi Gersten, uh, feel free yeah. to certify or disagree. With me. No, no. Yeah, um, there, there are different opinions about this. It's, it's in a way, it's similar to the, to the whole question about toothpaste, mouthwash. Um, you know, these things have flavors in them, and it's not just a Pesach question. It's really a year-round question. Um, you know, there, there's there's glycerin, from what I understand, in these um, in these vaping. Uh, you know, uh, and glycerin is a year-round cautious issue. It can be made from animal fat, and uh, but there's glycerin in toothpaste, mouthwash too. Um, some people are careful all year round. They only want to use kosher. Uh, anything goes in their mouth, you know, even though it's not going to be ingested, but it should be kosher because of the flavors. And other people are not concerned. I, I've spoken to um, Shachter about this question about the vaping, and he thought it would be the same as the toothpaste. Um, he said that, you know, they put nicotine and other chemicals into these vapes that make them undrinkable. And therefore, he, he said as long as, you know, he, he, he was from, he's from that, um, opinion that it doesn't, you know, for year round, you do not need kosher toothpaste, and therefore he didn't think it was an issue. Obviously, like Rabbi Schoenfeld said, Pesach, people are more careful in general. They, the people do buy kosher toothpaste, even those who don't buy it the whole year round. So, you know, if, you know, if, and if a person could use this as an opportunity to break their habit, you know, then great. Um, <laughs> Amen to that. Um, and, and of course, Rabbi Schoenfeld is consistent with his position for the last uh, three decades or so that, hey, it's Pesach. And therefore, uh, you should use the opportunity uh, to be a bit more strict. Uh, exactly. I think we do that with the bottled water, right? Bottled water. I mean, come on. It doesn't really need a hush. No, but, no, I mean, no, it's Pesach, right? I mean, you always want to make sure to treat You know, I, I want to tell you that, I, um, you know, we used to make fun of all kind of mahogany that people had. And, go crazy. and this business of like, putting little booties on, uh, on cats' feet. So they just shouldn't drag, drag in the comments. I thought it's just an old wives' tale. Who really did that? I'm reading a very, uh, very interesting book called The Insider. Uh, I don't want to go into involved in the book, but the guy, among the two things that he does is his fellows, his cats over. Um, he was a journalist, got involved in a million things in his life, but he describes pre-war Europe 
as told by his mother. And his mother says, yes, we used to put uh, little booties on the kittens uh, that were around the house so that they shouldn't drag in any hummets into the house. Hey, you got to respect, you got to respect anything that's done on, on, uh, on Pesach. You could say that again. It just seems it continuously gets more and more overwhelming over the years, but uh, maybe, yeah. maybe that's man-made. Maybe that's not, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's just the way that we uh, approach it. And you'd think with all the luxury we have and the products that we have at this point, you would think that things would be a lot easier. And it just seems that, I don't know, it seems like it's tougher and tougher to prepare for the holiday. Am I right yeah. about that or am I, uh, or is that a myth? Well, I don't know. If your audience is going to hotels, I guess the tough the park is, is making uh, uh, tickets, arranging tickets, and making sure your plane takes off on time and lands. <laughs> right. That's the big hassle. With all the with all the with all the flight cancellations going on these days, Incredible. you're right. If someone is flying Friday, they should be extra careful because uh, they do want to get to their destination. They have to bring matzahs on the airplane. And <laughs> that, I'll tell you, it's 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 almost scary hearing you say that. Um, uh, we have our full panel. Uh, Nahum and NahumSiegel.com is the website, is the uh, email address. Feel free to comment on the app. We'll try to get to the app comments and uh, those questions as well. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I've never heard of this. Maltodextrin, maltodextrin that's imported or non-GMO can be chametz. I have a bag, says listener Ahuva, of cake decorating beads from Canada, and it says on it domestic and imported ingredients. Should I assume this is either chametz or kidneys, rabbis? Well, it's certainly at least kidneys. Um, it could be. It is true. Um, if it's non-GMO, there is a stronger chance that it will be um, that it will be chametz. Um, you know, maltodextrin is just a. It is a. a you know, it's a starch type of derivative. You know, it's made from uh, made from any type of uh, of a. In, in, in the U.S., it's usually, it's almost always going to be corn, but then again, a lot of the corn in America is is GMO. It's genetically modified. So, um, if in Europe where they don't allow, you know, a lot of the people there don't want the GMO. They use um, they use wheat, and they you know it could it could be. You know, if you see maltodextrin in the ingredient panel, obviously you're not going to use that product on Pesach without without certification. Um, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily hummus. But you know, you should put it away. You should sell it with the rest of the hummus. Wow! So you got to be seriously, you got to be extra careful and work on the assumption that it's hummus. Uh, listener Esther wants to know about listening. No, I, I just want to answer by Gerstein because I'm not familiar with this. I, I, have, I know I've heard of GMOs, but why would GM, GMO? Why would that affect the hummus status of a product? It wouldn't intrinsically, right? It wouldn't intrinsically just non-GMO. It would often be made from wheat, because so much of the corn is GMO. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So you have to work on that assumption. Uh, listener Esther asked about Listerine mouthwash, etc. Now, a moment ago, uh, Rabbi Gersten, you you spoke about Rav Schechter's uh, attitude toward toothpaste, etc. Uh, yet you did say, and we'll ask Larry about this in a second, because I'm sure he has customers like this. Uh, you did say that there are people who go with the kosher, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, d- dental products nonetheless. So what's the official OU policy? Is the official OU policy that any new tube of toothpaste and any new Listerine and other mouthwash well, brands? The, the OU actually doesn't take a position on this. In fact, in the, in the, mag, in the, in the guide, we always write, that we should, you a person should speak to the rabbi about this. It was always a disagreement between Rav Shechter and uh, and and, and Rebel, Rebelsky, always held that the person should year round should buy kosher 
mouthwash and toothpaste. And, uh, and then certainly on Pesach, a person should even be more careful. And, um, you know, so it was always a disagreement. And then in general, there are lots of post game. Someone was just asking me the other day about the, you know, the vaping that like you mentioned before. Right. They sent me, uh, you know, uh, a ruling from Rosh from Eretz Israel, who said that it, it's absolutely trace. And, you know, you need to buy kosher year round and for Pesach. Larry, Larry. Uh, are you still involved in uh, in providing uh, those kosher dental products uh, at J Drugs? And do you see you have to unmute yourself? Uh, and do you see the um, uh, that people? Absolutely, that- we have a full line of uh, Adwe toothpaste and mouthwashes, and actually um, they sell all year round. I keep a full stock of it all year round, and they uh, they move all year round. So we have do have people that. Um, uh, use the Adweek products and the kosher pro- kosher toothpaste is something that I get in from Arches Strong things. Um, and they taste good. They're not, they're not bad tasting <laughs> and their mouthwashes are not bad. And they sell all year round, Baruch Hashem. I would guess that they've improved over the years, that's for sure. They've, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've worked out those formulas. And as Rabbi Gersten yeah, said, before, like uh, five different flavors and fluoride. And, it's, it's, and what uh, about Listerine specifically? Well, Listerine, you know, according to, you know, uh, the books are okay. So, you know, it's, it should not be a problem. All the different mouthwashes are, are in there. Uh, it's, but, you know, if you want to, you know, be more on more safe side, you can take the Listerine Zero Alcohol. But uh, all the Listerines are listed in the, um, you know, in the, uh, Colel, the best Colel book as being fine. While we're on the subject of medication, uh, we've been asked about... Uh, Lisinopril, do you know that one, Larry? Lisinopril is, most of them are good. If they're made by Teva, it's not. Um, Lupin is not. But uh, there are other brands that are okay. Uh, Adderall. Adderall is fine. Desmopressin. Is good. Rabbi Gersten, uh, what is our attitude toward um, uh, toward uh, items that might be chametz stick, but they're used as medication. Is that a question that always has to go to one specific rabbi? Uh, can someone use a a blanket assumption that if they're taking a certain medication every day for years that they can continue during Pesach? What would you say? Well, in general, if it's a if it's a pill type item, then uh, OU post game always held that that's not a problem. Um, you know, just these. Pills that you swallow, um, you know, uh, those type are, are, are never an issue. Uh, a person needs to, even a Tylenol or something like that on on Pesach. Um, these things are not considered edible. There's no, not, it's not a food. It's just a, it's just a medicine. Right. Um, if you're taking something that's a, like a chewable or, or like a vitamin, then you should, you know, find out what's in it. You, you can, um, you know, look through the ingredients. Or if you're not familiar, you should, you can call the OU or you can email. Um, I can give the email address if people are, are interested. It's, it's kosherq at ou.org. And, um, you know, so these type of things, if they're edible, they have a good taste, uh, then, then you really should look into what they are. If, of course, if a person needs it, um, they're a chayla, you know, yeshva sakan, you know, person needs it, you know, for, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, something that's very important to take, then, you know, speak to the rabbi, but it's probably probably not a problem. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. We are uh, broadcasting for the very first time from a 
makeshift New Jersey studio, which we don't know if will end up being a permanent studio for us at some point or not, but uh, that's where we are today. And if we uh, sound like we're just working out some of the kinks here as we proceed, that's exactly what's happening. And I appreciate everyone's patience with that. You can go to the NSN app and post your questions, or you can go to Nahum at NahumSiegel.com, Nahum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at Nahum Siegel, N-A-C-H-U-M, S-E-G-A-L.com, or by Schoenfeld, or by Gersten, Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum. They are here with us uh, on the subject of uh, medicine, Frida's vitamin D3, Kushala Pesach, yes or no, Larry? Uh, no, the, the kidneys, and um, there was a, a list came out from Maxi Health and um, um, Solgar and uh, Zaller's about what they have is good and not good, and the uh, the, the stuff that is good is very uh, a small amount. Um, uh, I'm sure the you know the rabbis will uh, concur. Um, if it's necessary, then you know take it. Uh, Kidneys, um, uh, which will be probably the the most uh, you know thing that would be in there. Um, uh, but most of the times they could do without a vitamin for the week and just put it away. Um, question here about Walgreens all day pain relief. Apparently it's a, it's a, it's a product that's comparable to a leave. Can we assume that's okay? I, I would assume so. Yes. Um, I can't endorse it, but I can assume <laughs> understood, okay. understood. Uh, Rabbi Schoenfeld flavored coffee. Is it permissible? Is there a blanket rule about flavored coffee? Or is that again, something that needs to be uh, on the list in the OU guide? Oh, flavored coffee for sure needs to have uh, unlike uh, vaping or tobacco uh, this is ingested and it's and it's it's ingested because you you want to enjoy that that flavor and the, the alcohols in any flavoring uh, could be a problem uh, for peso no question about it it's, it needs to have ashkoha. all right and now I'm sorry no I'm saying no I, 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 I okay do you mind if I put Rabbi Gersten on the spot? Of course, you should put him on the spot. It makes uh, a great what radio. For if I can't put him on the spot, yeah. because I've been put on the spot by some women in shul, uh, you know, very sharp, eagle-eyed women, and they ask me on page sixty of the directory, it lists sugar as one of those things that do not need any, even without special Passover certification. Sugar is one of them. But if you turn to page seventy, there's a little blurb there, and it's where we relating to sugar, uh, OU has limited its approval of sugar list uh, due to the increasing, increasingly uh, common use of questionable processing aids. So on the one hand, page 60 says any sugar, and it even applies um, brown and white granulated. And then you go to page 70, and it says white only, and that uh, even the white's a problem. We can't list too many of them. So what's, what's the, how do we explain this? I'm put on the spot, so now I want to transfer the spot to you. <laughs> Rabbi Gersten. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so um, the truth is that really all the white sugars are fine. Um, the reason is because um, the, the <coughs> white sugar uh, can include a processing aid, a certain enzyme. It's called uh, dextranase, uh, which helps to uh, break down um, the sugar, it helps in, in the processing of it that it shouldn't clog up the machines. Okay, so it doesn't, it's not a processing aid in terms of creating the sugar, but it's a processing aid for, for the machinery of the of the place. Okay, so we don't, from a halakha standpoint, it's not considered what we call a maimid. It's, it's not what, it doesn't make the sugar. Uh, there are enzymes that make products. Um, you know, you could have an enzyme that 
will convert, um, you know, uh, starch into corn syrup and things like that. Um, those are much more severe because then we say that no matter how small the amount that they put in, it's not going to ever be bottled. It will always, it's always considered significant. However, when you have uh, um, a enzyme such as this, it, it is, it is bottled. And therefore, as long as you buy it before Pesach, it's really, it's all fine. All the, all the white sugars are fine. When it comes to brown sugar, I don't really know um, the, the issues involved. I know there was always a long time that the OU wasn't certifying the brown sugars and they weren't recommending them. And then that shifted a little bit. I, I don't know how things are affected with the brown sugar, but with the white sugar, I could say that really they're all fine. However, people, when it comes, like, you know, like Rabbi Schoenfeld is, you know, always likes to say, after all, it is Pesach. <laughs> and therefore, there are people who don't. There are people who don't want to have any hummus whatsoever in their product, even if it is bottled, you know, even if it is less than uh, parts per million or whatever it is that they add of these, of these um, enzymes into their sugar. And therefore, the OU list, they, they, they'll only write their approval and saying that this is the ones that you should buy unto those that have no question whatsoever. So, in the, you know, to put it into, into words, you know, into OU terms, all sugar is what we call a group one, which means all sugar really is, is uh, according to halacha, is fine. But in terms of our recommendation, the OU has came out that these are the sugars that we recommend. Um, if you're going out to buy sugar, if you can find one of the ones on this list over here, these are the ones that are uh, preferable to buy. If you can't, then they're all fine. You could go out and buy your, you know, ShopRite or whatever it is, um, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to endorse any specific well, but you know, you know sure. what I mean. And, and all the sugars are really fine because as long as they're bought before Pesach, whatever is in there is all not an issue. All right. Good piece of advice. It's funny because on this issue, Rabbi Cash writes on our, uh, on our app that he was once told by a rabbi. He says here, Rabbi Goldswag, I'm only saying the name of blessed memory. I'm only saying the names. It's public. Cause it's obviously on the app. He used to say that with water, we're worried about water being on the same line as beer. Rabbi Gersten, is that really a concern, or can we assume that if uh, if, if bottled water is in fact, uh, I, I haven't heard, but it, you know, I, I, you know anything is possible. It is it is a possibility. Um, I would just add once you on the subject of water, yeah, that there um, you could buy water with minerals added. Um, I think one of the com- you know most common questions that the OU gets is about the Kirkland water, which has in it uh, different minerals that they add. You know, people like the taste of mineral water. Um, and there too, we recommend that people buy it. It doesn't have, it's not certified social Pesach. Um, it's just you know regular OU. And we tell people it's fine to buy, but it's preferable to buy it before Pesach. Because again, you, there, there are items in there. There's a, a citrate, which is a, um, you know, similar to like a citric acid type of ingredient. Now they put it in such a small amount, parts per billion or whatever they put in. Um, but it, it, and it's probably only a kidney ose. Um, however, water is made at so many different places, and there's so you know we, we can't keep track of all the different. We, we know it's all kosher, but to say you know for sure there's no ever a question of come, it's very very difficult to say. But it, it, it most likely they're all just kidneys, and they're all put in before Pesach. But even if it would be chametz, it would be an issue as long as you before Pesach. That's the recommendation we make. Even water, it's worthwhile to buy before Pesach. Wow, interesting. Um, and of course, milk, water, and some of the other items, you, even the sugar, as you said earlier, a lot of it would be recommended to buy before Pesach. Uh, full panel here. It's JM in the AM. We're talking about uh, Pesach products. Larry Birnbaum, I'm going to ask you the million dollar question. I say it that way because it seems to me that over the last year, 
more and more and more people are using this product. I'm wondering if there's a Pesach concern. Melatonin. Melatonin. Are you aware of just how many people are now using it as a sleep aid? Um, actually, it's uh, really very, very popular. And, um, you know, we do camp meds. Um, we ship out to a lot of the camps, uh, the packaged medication for them. And you'd be shocked to how many kids are uh, taking melatonin. It's, um, it's part of their uh, daily need to go to sleep. So you're talking children, you know, and adults, everyone. It's very safe to use. And um, it's, it's a decent product, you know, to help people uh, calm down and go to sleep. Um, and uh, for the most part, there most of them are good. But there are chewable melatonin. So I, I think our rabbinic panel would say keep away from the chewable ones um, and let's go with the one that you swallow. Um, the, the worst that it would be would be kidneys. And um, that's what we go. The melatonin, let's say, from Solgar, they make a chewable. And um, uh, Maxi Health makes a very good chewable uh, melatonin. Um, is not on their kosher Pesach list. Interesting. So, um, you know. Rabbi Gersten, that would be your uh, that would be your advice that if it's chewable, avoid it. Yeah, if you can get, sure. If you can get one that you could swallow, that's just a pill, then that would be the the recommendation. You know what the problem is, Larry. Uh, for those of us who uh, want one milligram or less, uh, the chewables are excellent because if it's a three or five milligram chewable, you could actually you know bite off what you need, or you could, or you could you know crush what you need for that specific night. Uh, for those, uh, well, I always, I always think that the chewable is nice because let's say you wake up two o'clock in the morning and you know you want to take another pill rather than find some water. You have right. it by the side of bed. You take it. You suck on it. You go back to sleep. So um, you know the chewable is is much easier to take uh, in the middle of the night. So um, and it tastes good. So the the Maxi Health the chewable is delicious. I could uh, tell you from personal experience. And that one should, so, and that one should be good or not. That's not good. That would not That's be not good, good, right? So it's, all it's, it's under they they list that all these things are right. kidneys. So that there's actually chametz in the um, in their products, but they're all kidneys. So we really have to avoid all of the chewable when it comes to that. And uh, what's the in non chewable those that you swallow? What's the what's the the least milligrams that there is? Is it three? They come into one milligram, and they also come in drops, uh, but. Um, the um, what I want to say, they they come in one milligram non-chewable also. Oh, yes. they do. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems to be one of the most popular items out there, especially for those who've had trouble sleeping for God knows how long. Um, yeah, I think it, it's number two after vitamin C. I think in the vitamin uh, category. That's unbelievable. Uh, this person asks, can I take flavored glucose tablets when levels go low? Or by Gersten, I assume that that is more of a halachic question as opposed to a. Uh, I mean, if someone, I'm not familiar with. Well, if someone's, what's, what's if, the question? they're asking if their if their levels go critically low, can they take flavored glucose tablets? I mean, that's 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 half half it, it, half of it, a Larry question, half of a medical question, right? Well, I think the medical answer is it's pekuach nefesh. If your sugar's going low, the next thing is a, a, a hypoglycemic coma. So right. if you feel that you're feeling faint from um, from a lack of sugar and there's no orange juice, blah, 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 and this is what you have in your purse to take in case of emergency, uh, I think that it's an emergency, and no matter what, you should be able to take it, flavored or unflavored. Rabbi Gersten? Oh, yeah, I would agree. I, uh, I'm just not aware of the medical issue. You know, yeah, but like like uh, Larry said, if it's a, 
if it's because nefesh, they definitely have to take it. There's no question. Uh, yeah, I assume that that, uh, that listener was was uh, addressing if that's all if that's all that's available to them at that specific time. I would guess that there are non-flavored ones also, Larry. Right? I'd have to um, not really. I no. don't think oh. there are. No, they're all they come cherry, orange, uh, raspberry flavored. They're all flavored, you know. But um, I I don't know of any unflavored one. But um, again, I don't think this it's it, any. It's like mostly it's uh, sucrose. It's, it's sugar. It's like a big sugar tablet. Got it. So um, I don't know if there's any chametz in there to begin with. Um, and um, and I again, it's uh, if someone feels the need to take that, then they're in trouble, and uh, they should absolutely uh, take it. I don't think there's uh, any question. Rabbi Schoenfeld, they're asking on the app about hand soap, and I guess that would go for liquid soap in the kitchen as well. Is that something that people need to be concerned about, or anything should be uh, utilized or can be utilized if it's a new bottle? Uh, the answer to that is there's no concern at all. However. There are people who mock me on, uh, on hand soap and, uh, and liquid soap uh, year-round. They used to make, uh, the old days, in, uh, in coming out of Lower East Side, a thing called kosher zeif, kosher soap, the year-around. Uh, anyway, because some people felt that they used to go with this policy called sicha kishtia, that rubbing yourself as though, is, is, is as though, you drank the product, rate the product. Wow! But uh, but it's it's it, that's a chumra year round. So ninety nine percent of Jewish crowd is, is is not into that. So so certainly it's, as far as Pesach, there's no. It's not ingestible. It's not royal achilas kelev, and that's one thing that gets lost in this whole discussion with Pesach. If it's not ingestible, it's not consumable. If it's not fit for dog to eat, it is not a problem. It's only shulchan It's only halacha. So uh, you know Kamara. So the answer, the short answer to that, it is no problem. But then again, it's Pesach. Yeah. The old, it's Pesach. Uh, Wholesome Pantry is a ShopRite brand or by Gersten. Uh, their raisins, would they be okay for Pesach? Wholesome Pantry, a ShopRite brand, would their raisins be okay for Pesach? Um, that is a good question. I would have to look that up in the book, uh, in the booklet here. So I guess. Um... Yeah, we'll give you a chance to do that, of course. Um, the lactate discussion. Um, can someone who uses lactate year-round drink it um, on Pesach? What's the status of lactate? Rabbi? Go ahead. Lactate would be um, the tablet itself is chametz. I think the... If the rabbis have the milk, you buy it beforehand, that type of thing. You could make it beforehand. Um, oh, Rabbi Schoenfeld, is that correct? Is Larry right about that, that if someone uh, treats lactate like they would regular milk in terms of purchasing it or actually um, you know, mixing it before Yuntif, that would be all right? That would be okay to use on Pesach? Yeah, that was the OU policy uh, for quite a number of years. It stock up on it uh, from before Pesach, and they're, they're really... Uh, there's no problem. I, I think, I'm not sure if there's an inherent problem with lactate. Really, Gerson would know better. If there's an inherent product, a problem with lactate altogether. I think it actually is. I think, I think the lactate is grown, the, uh, the enzyme that they make for it. I think it is, or, or they, there have been found ones that were grown on comets. So there was an issue with the, the, uh, the lactase. The, uh, what do you mean? The culture was comets? Yeah, grow, they grow they were grown on comets. So, I mean, they get in parts per, you know, per million or whatever it is into the milk. Yeah. Um, 
So it should be bought before Pesach if you're buying the milk. Right. And yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I was just about the raisins. Yeah, raisins. In the booklet there. Yeah, it does not list uh, that, that, that brand. Um, but it does say, you know, raisins, um, not oil treated only. So it could be that this one is an oil treated one. I, I don't know why it's not listed. Um, or it could be, um, you know, no one ever looked into it. But there is, they have about 25 different um, raisins that do not require the OUP. Um, but I do not see the wholesome um, basket or whatever it was. I don't see that one listed here. Uh, wholesome pantry. Wholesome pantry was the question. Yeah, it's not, it's not listed here. When it comes to Splenda, uh, what about the individual packets? And can someone go into one of those um, uh, big box stores and purchase one of those gigantic bags of Splenda and it not require a special kosher Pesach? Uh, someone said to me that they, they prefer the Splenda that comes in the bags with their coffee because it's smoother than the ones in the packets. I'm not sure what that means, but if there is a preference to the ones in the bags. Can one use that without a special Ashkocha? Um, I, I think most of these things have usually a, a carrier with them, some sort of a starch, and they're usually uh, kidneys. Um, so even though the, uh, the Splenda itself... Um, okay. um, if that's acceptable, but they're they're usually not. They don't sell you the straight, plain Splenda. That would be like putting one little grain of, you know, these things are so potent. They have them mixed into a whole packet of, of, of cornstarch, whatever it is that they mix it with. So. Um, so what's the recommendation? You know, it should not be used without kosher for Pesach. Interesting. And are are the Splenda packets kosher for Pesach? Are there plenty of those available? Yeah, I, I don't know about um, if you find it without with special pesos. Industrially, they make these things uh, for you know you could you could buy it for you know companies could buy them. I, I don't know about individuals. Rabbi, Rabbi Schoenfeld, I got to ask you to mute that, please. There you go. Say it again, Rabbi Gerson. Oh yeah, I, I say I wasn't sure if they sell it, um, you know, for retail. The kosher pesach, um, you know, if, if it's available. Um, these things are sold, I know, industrially for companies, you, they could buy it. They buy it without the carrier. They just buy it straight. Um, you know, but if you're buying it for your home, home use, I think they always sell it with a, you know, they, they, they put it with the powder so that you could put a whole packet of it into your coffee. Otherwise, it would be too strong. If, you know, or it would just have one single crystal in there and, you know, it, would be, it's not, it wouldn't be so usable. Wow, interesting. Uh, can one purchase orange juice? Rabbi Gersten for Pesach without a uh, special hashkacha. I think we say frozen orange juice, I believe, is, is okay, uh, the concentrates. But if you're buying a, a, you know, a, a carton of orange juice, then that's been processed in a, at a uh, factory. It's been you know, pasteurized using the same machines. You know, today, I just mentioned you know, that you know, oat milk, I'm sure you've seen it everywhere. On every sure. bus passing by in New York, you see a... You know, it's very, very popular. Of course, oats are chametz. Oat milk is chametz. Um, and, uh, you know, oat milk has been, is being produced, you know, all over the place these days. And, um, you know, that, that, of course, if you have chametz in a plant, it would have to be, uh, you'd have to cash all the machines before you could produce. I'm not, you know, again, you know, orange juice, I think, I believe there's plenty of orange juice out there that has kosher for Pesach certification. And one should look for the proper. Yeah, someone mentioned a specific brand before. 
which I can't find this moment. Here's a very sensitive question. Formula that's given, and, and there are people who, who are now caring for elderly people in this situation. Um, formula given to elderly people who are on feeding tubes. Um, I mean, is there a way to investigate whether that formula is kosher Pesach or not? Because even if someone's in a very difficult medical situation, we try to avoid uh, feeding them a, a chametz product. Or by Gersten? Yeah, in fact, on page 104 of the OU guide, we go through yeah, I was going to mention that. That's a, very, that's a very comprehensive list of uh, products that you have listed over there. So it's, uh, I like, I'm very glad that you made that list over there. It's very good. It has um, 99% of everything that uh, we sell and have in the pharmacy that's available. So uh, it's a good list. Go ahead, Rabbi Gersten. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know, these items, obviously, they do contain uh, kidneys, um, you know, and, but they're meant for those who absolutely need them. And um, some of them even, you know, uh, to be honest, some of them do contain hummets as well, but we've investigated that the, the, uh, that they're bottle bashishim, they're less than 160th of the, of the product. So, um, for the, you know, in terms of owning it, it's not a problem to own any of these items on Pesach. And in terms of giving it to those who need it, then that's what, the, that's what this list is for. Larry, what do we know about Tums and other antacids? Um, the Tums, what? The regular Tums are uh, are good. Um, they, you know, um, it's interesting. They have the uh, extra strength as being listed as not kosher. The uh, extra strength berry fruit um, in the uh, best kolel book is not being kosher. But uh, the Tums are okay. The regular ones are fine. Rabbi Gersten, yes. what can you tell us about baking soda? And, so, and yeah. Adwi has a kosher Lepesach one. So oh, I didn't realize If you want to go, which is, uh, they got it in this year, and it's uh, very popular. Rabbi Gersten, baking soda, what do people need to know? I mean, a new, uh, I would, uh, if you're going to use baking soda, use an unopened, you know, uh, uh, new canister. Um, it should be fine. Um, you know, some people, if they have their old one, they dip in the spoon that they use for, you know, whatever else, you know, you can have the other things mixed in there or just even just having it open near your flour. When you pour in the flour, you know, things get into it. Right. So, um, you know, I would definitely recommend not using an old, even though the person would think it's just, um, just baking soda. But if you had it around out, you know, open by the chametz, you shouldn't be using it on paper. Larry Birnbaum, J Drugs, SDA, low per, low paramide, low pemeride? Oh, low paramide. Yeah, low paramide. that's fine. All right, that's good. That answers the question of somebody on our app. You feel free to comment on the app and include your questions. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. We'll try to get to as many as possible, although already it seems like we're going to have too many to get to everything. Um, someone points out one of the kosher brands is Sucralose. Is that a is that a dental product? Uh, not sure what. Sucralose is a sweetener. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a, they're answering the sweetener question in terms of uh, in terms of uh, Splenda. Got it. Um, someone asked uh, a question we've examined for the last few years, or by Schoenfeld, or by Gersten Kidneyos, uh, in terms of quinoa. What is the current status for 2022 of quinoa for Pesach? Yeah, well, that's really good. Yeah, it's a. Okay, I, I, Ray Gerstein is up to date on that, so. Ray Ray yeah, Doyu still certifies uh, quinoa. Um, you know, it's it, it's always a question whether it, this has been a question going on for many many years whether it's considered. It's certainly not hummus. Um, the question of whether it's considered kidneyos or not. 
Um, there were different uh, rabbis, different opinions. Um, though you follow following the opinion of, uh, of Shachter, that it is not kinyot. Um The OU um, kinua is uh, comes from places uh, in, in South America where they don't grow in that region any of the any hummus. Um It's packed over there. It's uh, you know it's sent out from there. Uh, so it's free. It doesn't need to be checked. It's free of any uh, question of any chametz in the, in, you know, you know, like I, I'm sure everyone's familiar that, uh, you know, as far as them who buy rice, they have to check it through. Um, they're supposed to check it through. Some have a custom to check it through three times before they use it on, on Pesach. Um, so, you know, if a person were to buy their own quinoa and wanted to do that, I guess, you know, they, they could do that. But um, if you buy the, the certified quinoa that comes um, already prepackaged, you know, at the, then it's fine. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, for those that, you know, uh, again, this was always a, a disagreement. There are post who hold that it is Kenyo. Uh, so, uh, you know, everyone should follow their, their rabbi, their, and their custom. F for K, E F F E R K. Anybody even know what that, I don't even know what that is. Someone's asking if it's kosher. That's a, that's a potassium product. It's not a problem. Um, okay. That's the answer on that. Um, we answered the issue with Splenda. Oh, here it is. Someone pointed out that there's a big sign in front of a store about tree-ripe orange juice. Tree-ripe orange juice uh, that says Kushla Pesach, but there was nothing on the container. Uh, can one rely on that, Rabbi Gersten, if in fact um, they're publicizing that it's Kushla Pesach, but on the container itself there's no indication? Yeah, I don't, I don't know where that comes from. Um... I, I don't know. I mean, the the uh, the OU has a list of different um, you know, different uh, juices that are okay without kosher for Pesach, but they're they're mostly just concentrates. Um, we don't. I, I I don't know where that information comes from. That is okay for Pesach. Empire chicken or package of turkey can it be eaten if it's not kosher for Pesach? Dafko, what is the status of a major brand like Empire? Is everything they make this time of year kosher for Pesach or not? Well, the, the rule with most uh, raw meat uh, is that raw chicken, raw beef, that if it's if it's not seasoned or prepared in any way in advance, then the, uh, then anyone is acceptable without a, without a hashgacha. So empire chicken without any OUP, uh, if it's raw, it's not a problem. And what was the exception to that rule? Was ground beef or something? Was there some exception to that rule when it comes to chicken and meat? Was the ground beef that the uh, Rabbi Gerson, am I right about that? Yeah, ground- Correct. Yeah, ground beef should not should be uh, you should be more careful. I mean, again, the, the OU lists those which even the ground beef are okay. There are many of them that are fine, but um, you know, but the rule that Rabbi Shofel just said that you know all the raw meat is fine when it comes to ground beef. You should be more careful. Lactase. Um, if you just swallow lactase, can you use it on Pesach? Meaning the lactase pills. Yeah. So that the OU guide discusses that also. Um, because of the question of chametz, and because it's not really a medical um, need, um, you know, it's, it's a question whether one should do it. Uh, Rogalski Satsal held that if a person um, otherwise won't be able to drink milk for eight days, and that's you know he needs that, um, then you know some people you know they live on milk, especially younger people, you know, children or whatever. So then uh, he said that he could they, they should they could swallow it, but they should wrap it in a in tissue paper when they swallow it. It should be done in a sort of swallowing it in an abnormal manner. 
Um, so if one could do that, then that's the uh, the proper way to take those pills. And I guess that you want to make sure that that tissue paper is very, very thin and and minimal, right? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> actually, Maxi Health sells capsules, uh, Koshla Pesach. The capsules are Koshla Pesach, and uh, you could they're empty capsules, and you can put whatever you want in there and swallow it, and that eliminate having the tissue paper. Wow, that's yeah, yeah that's a very good suggestion. Wow, that is one great idea. Shelled nuts, bearing an OU but not OUP, are they allowed to uh, be eaten, or do shelled nuts need a specific OUP or by Gersten? Yes, in general, uh, nuts uh, are, are are okay. Um, you know, not um, the, the OU is described like this: um, whole pieces and nut meal, raw nuts. Those are basically. Um, you know, they're, 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 it gives a list of about 30 different companies. I think it covers most of them that are fine. Um, you know, so it, it, sometimes it makes a difference exactly which nut it is. So you really, it's better to look on the list. Um, but but most, in most cases, uh, shelled nuts, just plain raw shelled nuts are fine. Product information, the OU Guide for Pesach um, uh, is available. Go to uh, OUPassover.org, OUPassover.org for updates or to download the OU Kosher app for iPhone or Android. It's available at OU.org slash download. OU.org slash download. As you heard earlier, you can ask a question at KosherQ at OU.org. KosherQ at OU.org. Um, follow-up question to the nuts? Yeah, sure. Uh, um, when, you, when you say shelled nuts, how do, you, how do you mean that? Out of the shell or it's in the shell? Oh, yeah. I, th- I think it's out of the shell. Out of the shell, out right? Out of the shell. Right. That, yeah. yeah so that's that's how I take. Oh, what I put oh, like, sorry, the point is, uh, let me let me just say this: Don't you need to ha- uh, also be sure that it has no uh, preservatives like VHT? Yes. Yes. It does list that here. It, it should be. Uh, I'll read you what it says: Nuts, raw, whole pieces, and nut meal. No added ingredients or preservatives. Um, the OU does make a distinction, though, between nuts and pecans. Um, so there, it's only the holes and the halves, and um, so, you know, there are certain little nitty-gritty differences. You know, that's why it's, it's worthwhile to look it up on the, uh, in, the, in the OU booklet or online uh, just to make sure that the product is, meets the criteria. But, you know, aside from the pecans, which are slightly different, uh, most of the other nuts, as long as they're not, you know, not processed, just shelled nuts uh, out of the shell, um, even if they are um, whole or pieces or nut meal, uh, they, they're fine. Someone just asked about Purell. Don't tell me that's an issue. Uh, not as far as we know. <laughs> uh, Ronnie wants to ask you a question. Sure. Hey, good morning, everybody. Morning, Ronnie. Okay. So I was in the supermarket recently, and I was looking at the dairy products, that, not the Chodisrael, just the national brand um, dairy products. I think I think it was either Tempty or, or um, one of the cottage cheeses. And, they, and on the label, it said kosher all year round with a certified good hashgacha. But it was not OUP. Does that mean if it's plain that it's okay to use for Pesach because it's kosher all year round? Or does it, like products like that need to be OUP? Yeah, products like cottage cheese and things like that, they need to be uh, OUP. Um, when they say kosher all year round, they mean all year round aside from Pesach. <laughs> you know, just all year, regular year round. The regular did, year round. A week later, they did come out with their OUP products, of course, but uh, they, they, they made yeah. it. Really, and we are kosher all year round. 
with a you know good. Yeah, all year round not, does not mean Pesach, uh, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> you know, things like cottage cheese are made with um, with an acid. You know, they have to add something to it, and their ingredients are added to cause it to. Uh, and there's cultures that could be added, and these things. You know, we talked before about you know the idea of a, of a mind of things that cause you know changes, even though there's slight you know very small ingredients. Uh, that would apply to these type of cheeses. That's what makes them turn from milk into cheese, and therefore they do need to be uh, kosher pesos. Because after all, there was a great tempty shortage this uh, season, and people were going uh, nuts without government having tempty. Is that still? Uh, I will tell you, and as, as a as on, on that issue, um, you get this a lot. There are a lot of products, especially coming out of Israel, pickled products, things like that, that will have an OUP, OUP from Israel. And then it'll have a, a Haredi type of hashkacha, some Eid Haredi, some Badats someplace, and it will say Kusha Kusha, but Chutzmi uh, Pesach, not for Passover. So, so, so look, like what's going on here? Um, I, I get this question a lot. The answer is that the OU does certify this product for, for Pesach. It is Koshul Pesach, but some of these other Badats, and by a matter of policy, as a matter of policy, they will not certify anything. You're not in the Pesach business. They don't certify for Pesach anything. So they when they just letting you know that as far as our Hashkacha is concerned, it doesn't have our Hashkacha, our Hashkacha for Pesach. But, but in reality, it is all, it is OUP certified for Pesach. I, I get that question a lot. Mm, very interesting. Boy, yeah. as the world gets smaller, this whole thing gets more, more and more complicated. Yeah. Um. I mentioned earlier people could download the uh, the OU Kosher app uh, for iPhone or Android by going to OU.org slash download, OU.org slash download. Rabbi Schoenfeld, the first OU guide to Passover you ever saw in your life. Was that downloadable or not? Downloadable. <laughs> that would mean that you throw it out the window. Uh, <laughs> downloadable. I, I'm still trying to get used to the idea of being something being downloaded. You know? Do you remember right. do you remember that that black and white OU kosher guide? That 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 small long guide. I don't know I why. Think I, it was more like a, a booklet. It was it was like a like a like a little, like a directory, right? Like a pamphlet, right? Like a pamphlet. Pamphlet, pamphlet yeah. is what I need mean to say. Yeah. It was a pamphlet to me. I remember it being like four and a half by eleven, like or maybe no, the opposite. It would be like um, I think it was like uh, eight and a half by five and a half, that type of thing. And it was yeah. it was an OU product uh, a directory with a lot fewer with many fewer products, if there's such an expression that you have and now. Still managed to to survive uh, by by without having all their gourmet products uh, endorsed. Not sure how so we. What, made... what did we drink? I'm sure Nachum, you grew up in the same thing. What was our drink for Pesach? That's strawberry and, it had a, and raspberry concentrate. The strawberry and raspberry concentrate. The water. The water. Yeah. That was it. Uh, <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days. By the way, I also wanted to point out that uh, the OU magazine. A lot of people listening right now have it in their home, whether they downloaded the app or not. Uh, has a sphere as a Omer chart on page 109, but it's not, and, and, and it's one, 109 and 110, so it's one sheet of paper that you could use for your refrigerator to remember about Sphere Omer. But Rabbi Schoenfeld, who has to go ahead and hang signs on their refrigerator anymore? Now you go to ou.org slash Sphere and you get an email reminder to count each day. Uh, the, 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 the need, well, that's not true because Shabbos and Yantav, I guess you would need. The refrigerator, sorry to remind you. But, uh, yeah, I guess the whole publishing industry in our community is being saved by Shabbos and Yontif. 
Uh, but aside, aside, aside from Shabbos, there is a reminder service. The OU actually, I think, was one of the first to provide an OU uh, to provide a Sphera service to, to remind people to uh, to count. It's OU.org slash Sphera with an H at the end, OU.org slash Sphera. We mentioned earlier that we are in the midst of our uh, Nissan Chesed campaign. There are many different ways that we have recommended that people do something nice, a wonderful gesture for other people and other families before Yuntif. One of the things that we are very serious about, as much as it's a uh, a fun Cholamoid activity, is when you purchase your tickets for NCSY Great Adventure, which is ncsygreatadventure.com. And Tuesday, of course, is the big concert with uh, Simcha Liner and with Ellie Marcus. When you purchase those tickets, we are uh, reminding you to go to the top of the page at ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com, and hit the Donate Tickets button so that you could provide tickets for underprivileged teens. We don't want anybody to be in any type of uncomfortable or lonely situation during Cholamoid, especially the teens, especially these days, as we've described a million times. So whatever you could do to uh, uh, to donate tickets and send underprivileged teens to an actual Cholamoid activity would be greatly appreciated. Uh, frozen fruit. Other apps say they don't need a Pesach Hashkacha. On the OU app, it says that the frozen blueberries are not it's that some of the frozen blueberries are not acceptable. Rabbi Gersten, what is our attitude toward frozen fruit? Um, you know, you, frozen fruit typically is not such an issue. Um, I'm not sure what the issue with the frozen blueberries was. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, obviously it should be kosher for year-round, especially issues like strawberries and um, issues with with bugs. Um, but... Um, as far as I know, I don't, I don't know of an issue with the frozen fruit. Rabbi Schoenfeld, do you have anything to... No, I... I, I, I was, blueberries uh, takes me by surprise. It's in the directory. Uh, oh, I don't thing. think it was an OU directory. I think it was another... Oh, yeah. it, wait one second. Now, let me get this straight. One second. Uh, the OU app says some of their frozen blueberries are not acceptable. That's what this listener is claiming. Some of their... Blueberries, I don't know what that's supposed Meaning to be. Meaning an OU, I guess OU year-round would not be acceptable for Pesach. Uh, I, I, okay, like, like Rabbi Gersten, I'm taken a little bit by, by surprise. I don't have to read surprise, But I do tell people, let's say with frozen strawberries, you know, as far as insect infestation, that's on one level. But you also have to make sure that there's no sweeteners. Sometimes they use corn sweeteners in frozen uh, strawberries. But it was purely it's just strawberries in a nice bag, frozen dough or something. Uh, it's fine. Can I ask Rabbi Gersten? What our position remains with dried fruit, dried fruit for Pesach. Yeah, well, yeah, dried fruit should be uh, should have uh, should have hashkacha uh, for Pesach. We mentioned before about the raisins. Um, you know, they even that uh, oftentimes have oils on them. Um, you know, some of these things are are you know considered processing aids. I'm not even sure if they have to even list it as an as an ingredient. Um, so, um, you know, I, what one should be, yeah, I think a, a dried fruit, you know, in the Ramah actually, in the brings that there was a minute not to eat, uh, dried fruits on Pesach at all. Um, you know, th- nowadays we, we don't, we don't follow that anymore, um, because we have Ashkafan foods. We know that they're, um, you know, that the dried fruits are okay, but, um, it, it's not, it's, it was never considered what we call, you know, a group one. It was never considered a, uh, just dried fruits were never considered just uh, you know something that was uh, automatically okay. Especially dried fruits could come from all different parts of the world. 
you know, you're getting your figs from wherever and your dates from who knows where, you know. So um, it should, you know, I, I would think that dried fruit should should have a hashgacha for Pesach. Uh, Thank you. Larry, what page did you say it was on, the one with the uh, the formula, the feeding tube formula? You had point- uh, 104. 104, you said there was a comprehensive list. <laughs> right. Um, right, so... So those the Pedialytes and the uh, all the baby formulas and stuff like that. Right, and many of those are similar to what people use for the elderly. That they are what they use for the elderly. They are what they use for the elderly. Okay. Not not some, some of them. Yeah. Right. Under- some of them. You got the boost. You got the uh, ensure. You got the uh, uh, the fiber source. You got the resource. Yeah. You have all that stuff. Pedialyte um, listed. You know, all flavors they're saying is all right. So um, the the list is pretty uh, comprehensive. Right. And in general, um, just to review, because one of our listeners asked us to do so, by Gersten, uh, in general, what you said was that uh, that often they'll contain kidneys. Is that what you had said earlier about the... Oh, uh, yes. Correct. I mean, I think they all do. I don't think any of these would not have kidneys in them. Um, and, um, you know, they're, they're, and, and again, some of them even have comments in them, um, but it's been determined that the amount of hummets in them is, is less than the 60th. Right. Um, and therefore, they're acceptable for those that need it. Larry and Ronnie, this listener says, I take kidney and bladder control. It's a liquid herb by Woodstock Company. It's a, it has a chafke uh, parv. Um, I don't know if this is for Larry or for the rabbis, but uh, can something with those, with those types of credentials assume to be able to be used on Pesach, or that's something that has to be asked to an individual rabbi? Well, again, it's a uh, nutritional, and if they need it for their uh, kidney and bl- bladder control, it would be considered medicinal. Uh, it probably has kidneys in it, um, you know, so I guess it's something you would ask your rabbi. Rabbi Gersten? Yeah, yeah, or they could, make, you know, if they want, they could call the different, you know, the Hashkafa who get, you know, the one who certifies it and ask them what they know about this product. Uh, Larry? companies are... Larry, have you heard of Zaller's Revolution Complete? Uh, yes, I did, and it's not on the Zaller's Koshal Pesach list. All right, so, so it has an OU, but it's not. We we can't assume it's Koshal Pesach. <laughs> right, the Zaller had a very short short list of their Koshal Pesach uh, products. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm not at the store, so I don't have that list in front of me. But if they go into the store or they they just go on the Zaller's website, they don't have exactly what's Koshal Pesach not. But I don't think that uh, product was. Remind our listeners where the three locations are where they could find your staff, especially on a day like today. On a day like today, they'll be hardworking in the J Drugs on Avenue J and East 12, 1205 Avenue J, in the um, the Marine. Marine Park section on Avenue N and East 34th Street, and uh, Kings Bay Chemist on Avenue W and Nostrand Avenue. Um, all the stores are open and they, we are giving the COVID vaccine for all those who wish to travel and they need a last shot. They want a fourth shot, a booster. If they want to get, they decide they want to get their first shot. They're more than welcome to come in. There's no line. There's no waiting. Uh, just come in, get your shot and be healthy and go on your merry way. And, <laughs> and hopefully enjoy a wonderful Pesach. Amen, uh, amen. <laughs> to say the least. Um, let's see what else we have here on the, uh, on the app. Um, by the way, Rabbi Gersten, could you address the, I, I, I hope I'm not, 
uh, incorrect when I bring this up with a representative from the OU, but wasn't it the OU that that was either endorsing or investigating the possible endorsement of certain appliances for the kitchen because there have been changes over the last year or so? What's going on with that? Okay, so um, currently the OU does certify um, some of the GE models of refrigerators and ovens. Um, and, um, you know, there, there always are questions, uh, you know, that uh, people have with their appliances. What could they do with them on Shabbos and Yontif? Um, if you, you know, so, uh, you, know, it's, you know, one recommendation is to buy the ones that are certified by, you know, the, by the OU. It's an, it, it, we have an excellent um, um, you know, it's an excellent product. They they uh, take care. There's a rabbi who who's uh, in charge of this is Rabbi Ortner. Uh, he's a he's a very big kamuchacham. He's worked directly with GE um, to make sure that there is it's not just um, mutter. It's uh, you know it's not just permitted. You know he's 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 worked out every. This is better than the old refrigerators. You know he. he Nothing you do can expect that, you know, he, he's got it all worked out. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything works with uh, automatic and timers. And, you know, so you're opening the refrigerator door never affects any turning on of any motor. Um, it's quite ingenious how they've, how they've been able to bypass all the different issues. Um, obviously, ovens and Chavez are still, you can't put food in. You know, there's no, there's no way to cook on Chavez. So, we, you know, we haven't taken care of that problem yet. Uh, but almost uh, you know, short of that, they really, um, you know, you obviously you have to read the instructions on how you're supposed to use it and how to put things into the proper Shabbos mode and what you what it means and what you're allowed to do. Um, but um, you know, these are these are definitely uh, person going to remodel their kitchen. They're looking for, um, you know, they're looking for something new. This is you know this is where what we recommend at this point. Uh, according to this listener, Kirkland Organic Blueberries, according to the OU app, is symbol required, and it's not kosher Pesach. So that gives us a little more clarity on that issue, I guess. Make sense? Well, a symbol required meaning it does not. Re- it only requires an OU. It does not require it to say kosher Pesach. That ah, makes sense. Now, now I understand what that means. Thank symbol you. required. These are just means the OU. All these is the OU. Okay. Thank God I'm not responsible for the. Uh, <laughs> for the frozen fruit in my home. Uh, uh, cut reel. C-U-T-R-E-L-L. Cut reel, uh, Larry? Is cut reel. Cut reel. It's a kidneyous thing, and it's uh, again, it's a um, uh, it's an enzyme that they use for the, uh, for the stomach, for people taking antibiotics and stuff of that nature. Uh, doctor recommended. Uh, I would say, okay, if... Um, it's a capsule, you know, so, um, and there are chewable for the kids, uh, which probably, um, the sachets, which are probably a little bit better. Um, there's actually a cultural that has a hexer on it. I think, you know, you want it. So, um, you know, uh, but uh, again, if it's medicinally necessary, take it. If not, uh, put it away. All right. There you go. Sensodyne toothpaste. Few people asked. It's fine. That. It's fine. Yeah, and again, we uh, we addressed the whole toothpaste issue earlier. Uh, for those of you who may have missed it, we addressed Tums as well. And um, uh, the regular Tums is fine. Recommended new container. And there are some uh, Kosher Pesach Tums type items, antacids under kosher brands that are available. And again, if you want information about that, you can contact our friends at J Drugs. We'll be more than happy to give you all of the uh, names of the items that they have in that category 
uh, and, and what's available for Pesach. Uh, OU certified mouthwash. We addressed that earlier as well. That is the um, uh, the recommendation, at least according to Rav Schechter. I would guess Rabbi Gersten, just to clarify, use a new bottle, right? Use a new bottle of any of those types of mouthwashes in order to uh, utilize them for Pesach. Um, right? I guess I'm right about that. Yeah, yeah, it's always good to have a new bottle. Oh, know, so it doesn't it doesn't sound like it's that critical, but it, but it is uh, it's certainly recommended. Okay, good. It's, um, it's just one of those things that we do. We clean out all our you know right. put away everything and. And uh, finally, Rabbi Schoenfeld, uh, people are curious about the uh, Schoenfeld Zoo uh, that has always been a topic of conversation here uh, on the air. Uh, are there are there in fact members of the animal or? Uh, or um, aquatic kingdom that uh, that need to be uh, that need to have their habitat refreshed by Rabbi yeah. Schoenfeld before Pesach. You have a great way of expressing things. Uh, yeah, the good old aquarium, and uh, which it, 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 the average aquarium fish food is hummus gummer, and um, uh, yeah, you have to really clean out that. Uh, that, that aquarium seriously. I will tell you something very interesting that my wife is. I had to be away for a couple of days. I don't know what that ringing is around me. I had to be away for a couple of days. Uh, is that my? Is that my phone? I think. I, I think it's on mind? your. I think it's on your head. Yeah. I don't. I don't see anything ring, ringing. Okay. Maybe it's Larry. That's like an alarm. Well, I don't know what it is. Okay. Maybe so someone's trying to get in, Rabbi Schoenfeld. Well, that's weird. Well, okay, it was about, maybe it's my wife to trying to sense me from talking further. But she was supposed to take care, in my absence, of one of her duties that I that I do in the house uh, is feed the fish right daily. So she forgot to feed the fish for a good couple of days, and Oy. she came clean. And she told me, and guess what? What we discovered is, don't feed the fish every day. Feed them every two days, three days. You'll have a much clearer, cleaner aquarium. And they're not going to complain about it. As soon as you feed them the third day, they're happy to get that food the third day. And they leave you a much cleaner tank. So just a bit of piece of advice. And is that a post-Purim piece of advice or a year-round piece of advice? Oh, that's, that's a year-round piece of advice. Don't, you don't have to feed those fish every day. Um, feed them every two days, sometimes even three days. They'll still be alive and healthy and wonderful. And they'll, you know, they'll still be your friends. And uh, it'll leave you a much cleaner tank the water remains much cleaner for a lot longer well i always mentioned uh that you'll never know what you may learn from the pesach products program brought to you by the ou but this was certainly a revelation and one that i'm sure people will file away uh as they as they consider purchasing an aquarium and some fish for their family now that there's a method to make it a little easier uh in terms of the cleaning process this may be a uh this may, may be a boon for the pet stores, Rabbi Schoenfeld. Maybe a boon for those who are trying to set up some aquatic scenery in their home. Well, the pet stores also, may not also, like also, it. Also, they'll also, buy more fish food. And I should mention that the, the fish food to be used on Pesach is, is freeze-dried worms. Right. Um, if you use freeze-dried worms, it, it looks... It's like little um, ice cream sprinkles. So it's yeah. no problem. And, and, and trust me, the fish are going to be uh, they'll, they'll, when they when it comes to the Pesach food, the fish will be thrilled to be fed only every three days. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Rabbi Schoenfeld, I thank you. Mazal tov again to you and your wife. As young as you of Kew Gardens Hills, will honor you uh, in the month of May, if I'm not mistaken, right? On uh, May first, to be exact. On May first. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mazal thank tov, you. and I thank you for joining us, and uh, wish you a chag kosher v'sameach.
I don't know what kind of matzah you're using this year, but uh, the the variety, just in the hand shmura, the variety, forget about the cost for a second, the variety is noteworthy because it's amazing to me how plain is not enough for people anymore. Now there's whole wheat. Now there's gluten-free oat. I believe that's the only hand shmura matzah that's gluten-free is the oat. And uh, more and more families in our communities have uh, have youngsters oat. have youngsters and older people that are gluten-free. So they're eating that. Yeah, the spelt, I think, is gluten, but it's certainly an option that people are utilizing. Uh, and uh, it's just amazing to see the variety that's now available and, frankly, the cost that it's available at uh, these days. So I take this opportunity to wish you a chai kosher v'sameach, and I thank you. Rabbi Gersten, I thank you and wish you a chai kosher v'sameach. I uh, can only imagine how busy things are now at the OU, but you are recommending that if people have a question, they could actually... Um, uh, email, if I have it right, tell me if this is right, kosherq at ou.org, kosherq at ou.org. And Rabbi Gersten, I, uh, w- which is your matzah of preference, Rabbi Gersten? Which, what will be under your matzah cover on Friday night? <laughs> um, yeah, well, we have a, um, we just got a big delivery of our matzahs in. Um, we have, a, we have a, a very special neighbor who, who sells it, who's a you know, distributor of it, so um, it'll, it'll remain anonymous, though. But uh, whole wheat or uh, whole wheat or regular? Uh, no, it's regular. Regular. Rabbi Gersten is a traditionalist. He's going with what he's going with what few what previous generations have gone with for the Pesach Seder. And Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum, I take this opportunity to wish you a chag kosher v'sameach, a wonderful Pesach, and uh, everybody at J Drugs and its affiliates, as you mentioned earlier, they're working very hard this time of year, but they work hard every time of year. And if people have questions, they can feel free to call and email and uh, and get the answers from your staff, right? Absolutely. Thank you very much. And uh, I have Haredi matzahs, super thin Haredi matzahs that my good friend Shmuel Flax was able to get for me. I heard they're very hard to get. They are hard and to get. <laughs> and I got some for the Seder, so I'm going to really enjoy myself. Very nice. To both of you, okay. we say Chag Kosher V'Sameach. And a Chag Kosher V'Sameach to the entire panel. And I will take this opportunity to thank them and to thank them for their patience. We are, after all, in a, another makeshift studio. First day that we're in a New Jersey makeshift studio in uh, the aftermath of the uh, NSN fire. And a little bit of a different setup, to say the least. And I thank everybody for their patience out there. Looks like everything has worked out uh, technically this morning. Baruch Hashem, we were able to provide uh, a whole bunch of great Pesach questions and hopefully um, great answers as well. I really hope that this has been helpful for people and I hope it, um, I hope it, uh, it gives everyone an opportunity to, uh, to think about some of the things that need to be thought about, uh, for Pesach. Um, you know, if we didn't ask the specific question that may be on your mind, hopefully it will, uh, hopefully we gave you some strategies, how to address it, whether it's contacting the OU, speaking to your rabbi, being more familiar now with the uh, kidney of and some of the issues that are going on. I also want to remind everybody we have a Nissan Chesed campaign that's ongoing. Uh, we're asking people to do nice things for others before the holiday. Uh, we've, we've created a list of many, many different things that can be done before this coming Friday night. And I would hope that it would continue to cause an avalanche of Chesed out there and a domino effect as those who have Chesed done for them will hopefully turn around and do something similar or something uh, just as noteworthy for somebody else. That's what we're looking to do. Go to ncsygreatadventure.com for information about the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Cholamoid at Six Flags. Tuesday is the concert with the Simcha Liner and Ellie Marcus. 
And as we continue to tell you, there's a tab at the top of the page, a link at the top of the page that says donate tickets. That's a great way to do chesed, donate tickets to teens who are underprivileged and would not be able to enjoy any type of cholamoid activity. Try to uh, purchase those tickets, and uh, that would be another amazing act of chesed during this Nissan Chesed campaign. For Rabbi Grumberg, who sent us a Chag Kosher Sameach message earlier, we're going to play this song to wrap things up at JM in the AM. about those tiny crumbs I got the here comes pace up blues I got the here comes pace up blues I'll have to vacuum out each and every pocket I use a flashlight to check down the drain toothpicks are great for cleaning sockets my cleaning lady thinks I'm insane and when I'm question why this mitzvah was given to me the reward will be beyond my comprehension and I'll do it till Mashiach sets me free all 
I'm asking is for some cooperation That my husband and our children lend a hand If I'm a bit too quick to show frustration Perhaps this song will help them understand I've got the here come pace of blues A Jewish woman's gotta pay her dues But my heart is pounding and my brain feels numb Thinking about those tiny crumbs I got the here come pace of blues Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing uh, Tuesday. Thanks to the uh, OU. Thanks to Rabbi Schoenfeld. Thanks to Rabbi Gersten. Thanks to Larry and Ronnie of J Drugs. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Plenty more coming up on our network. If you missed the conversation with A.B. Rottenberg about Journeys 5, that's coming up next. How do you like that? On JM Rewind. And um, tomorrow morning we're back starting at 6 a.m. Hope to be here in our New Jersey studio. Till then, Nahum Segal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.